Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Andrea. We are bringing you the Real Moms Real Life Podcast, your guide to self-empowerment and taking on each day as your best self. This is episode number nine. After our usual segments of In the Kitchen and Movement Makeover, we will be discussing pregnancy and exercise. If you would like to submit a question, head on over to realmomsreallife.com. Don't forget, all the resources on the podcast are meant for information purposes only and not to be confused for medical advice or treatment. Hey, Andrea. Hey, Beth. How What's are going- you? I'm, I'm good. What's going on in your life lately? Uh, we went full on into aware parenting this weekend because we were kind of like half assing it in that we still allowed pacifiers in the crib and we took them away. And how so, did, how's that going for you? Um, first few nights were really rough. Like I think I got like two hours of sleep maybe. Um, but I just put him down for his nap both yesterday and today and he fell asleep on his own. And last night was a lot better. So, improvements. Awesome. I think it's worth it. I'm like, okay, I'm giving this like five days. (laughs) And if it's not notable improvements, pacifiers are going back. But How old is he now? Ten months. Okay. That's around when we, and I didn't know about uh, aware parenting when my daughter was that age. But that's when we, we took away the pacifier, I want to say, around eight, nine months. We did like we did like some sleep training and at that point it was like well if we're doing any sleep training we might as well take away the pacifier too totally yeah i I just was reading it's like if you're gonna want to take it away it's like now is so much better than after 12 months and if our sleep had been working like if he was sleeping fine i wouldn't have taken them away but he wasn't like he was still waking up anywhere from like two to five times a night he goes back to sleep easy or he was going back to sleep easy. Now he's not. So now it's like that, like, this is so much worse right now, but I'm like, okay, but it's for the better. And I just have to keep telling myself that. But, yes. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Energy levels are pretty good. I'm able to eat again. I don't have a ton of food aversions, which is exciting. And I am battling, we've been battling potty training for about a year and a half now, so that's amazing. Uh, My daughter is fantastic at holding it. Like, she knows how to hold it. So I don't have to worry about, you know, that part of it, Mm -hmm. but she can't go. So, you know, right now it's, uh, she she woke up, she sleeps, she has a pull-up on at night she goes in there. She woke up at 7.45 this morning, and it's now 1.20, and she still hasn't gone. <gasps> oh, my God. Your daughter and my dog would get along really well. <laughs> I have the same problem, except I'd imagine it's much worse with a child than with a dog. I'm sorry. That's crazy. Yeah. So, And I'm like, I just wish we could flip-flop it so we could get you her to hold it overnight. And yeah. then... Not during the day, but she doesn't, she's like on the move too much to drink enough during the day. So she Uh chugs liquid at night and. Oh no. She just, once she wakes up, she's like, I'm ready to play. So I know, I know what we need to do and like that we need to make that switch, but it's actually making it because, okay, you know, she doesn't use a pacifier, but she loves to, she's got a straw cup of milk and her water Mm -hmm. cup. And then she likes to drink from them both before she goes to bed. It's like the story of everything, right? We, like, know what to do. It's actually the doing it that's the hard part. Yeah, and it's the dealing with a couple of days or weeks, however long it's going to take for the transition, that you're like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Yeah. It's funny, though, because I feel like 
it's amazing how long we will put up with something to like avoid a few crappy days when there's tons of crappy days in between. You know what I mean? Like with a sleep thing, it's like, we've been putting this off for like three months now. And it's like, if this works, I don't know if it will, that it's like, oh my God, this, you know, four crappy days will be so worth it. But now yeah. entering our me time segment early, just take <laughs> care of the crap that you don't want to do to make your life better. Exactly. Just do it. <laughs> yes. Love that. All right. So let's move on to in the kitchen. All right. So my uh, tip this week is to look into realplans.com. They are not a sponsor of this, although we do have an affiliate link that we'll post. Um, but I started it three weeks ago now, four weeks ago. I can't even remember now. And it's been awesome. I have tried a lot of different like meal planning services, ones that like do the bulk prep meal, um, and just other ones that are similar to this where it pulls from recipes and it does them. And like none of them have worked. I like you don't even use it beyond a week because like the format of it pisses me off. Um, the recipes it pulls are like just ingredients that I wouldn't normally use or can't find at the grocery store. Um, it's just like a pain in the butt to import recipes. I don't know. They've all just been really clunky and this one has been amazing. So it's super easy to import recipes. Um, you can pay a little extra and then like you can import recipes from like a lot of really famous like paleo sites, like, you know, Nom Nom Paleo or like the Whole30 site and each one like site, like it costs a little um, extra, I think to do that. Or you can just go and just import them and you can just like put in the website and a lot of times it will just like automatically upload everything and then it like it very cleanly puts it all into your shopping list. Um, and if it doesn't, it like is very easy to import and like have it all be where it's supposed to be, if that makes sense. I feel like I've tried to like trick it and be like, I bet you can't do this real plans and then it can and I'm like oh damn you're good so <laughs> I love that <laughs> I really like it well because like I hate recommending things to people like my clients if uh I don't like it myself so this is the first one I'm now recommending to people have you tried have you prep tried dish? dish yeah I didn't like it <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I don't remember why but I didn't like it I'm sure I, I know a ton of people love it <laughs> I was just curious because I've used them once maybe twice they're the bulk one yeah I remember now yeah I don't remember I was just curious how compared if you tried it it's so prep dish I mean if, if this works for you I mean it's a cool concept it like you have your grocery list and on like Sundays or whatever day you want you it tells you like okay you're gonna cut up your squash you're gonna cut up your potatoes you're gonna marinate this you have like everything kind of pre-prepped um, and then it tells you on which days to pull it out but like for me, I don't always find pre-prepping is what I need. Like I don't mind coming home and chopping a few vegetables. And so it was really hard to figure out like what went to what recipe because they didn't ha there was no recipes individually. Like it was all right. Yes, it is. Like it's like the potato and like half of it goes to one recipe and half it goes to another one. And so I was just like getting confused. It was just like hard to make any modifications. Um, cause it's like a PDF file. Uh, so I didn't like it. Whereas this one has like an app, I guess it just, yeah, this one though, if you like to do the bulk, bulk prepping, this probably would not work as well for you. So it just is, it is what you like. So there are options out there. Find a meal plan, uh, meal planning place that works for you. Andrea likes real plans. 
I'm, I'm practicing on my uh, sponsor voice if we, if we ever get a sponsor. I like that. It's good. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to our movement makeover. And this week, my movement makeover is to put it on the calendar or just schedule it in. So what I've started doing is that I put my weekly yoga listed on the calendar so that I do it. And my husband's been doing it for a while. It's <laughs> We share a calendar sometimes, so I get these alerts that, you know, leave now to get to the gym on time. And I'm like, well, I, that's not for me. So it's just, it's funny, but I, it really makes a difference when it's like scheduled into your day. So I would highly recommend putting it on your calendar and then that will make your life a little bit better. Yes. I love that. I tell my clients that, and I say, I'm not very great at doing that myself. Um, but definitely it's like, if you, you treat it like an appointment, like if you, someone's like, Hey, can you do this? Can you join this meeting? Can you know, and you look at your calendar and you're like, Nope, I'm sorry. I have a meeting at that point. Cause it is a meeting with yourself. People don't need to know that. But like, if you treat it as such, then you will absolutely get it done. I used to be a lot better about that. I need to, I like that. I'm going to take that to heart. Thanks, Beth. You're very welcome. Check in with me next week. (laughs) (laughs) Done. All right. So our topic of the week, we are going to be discussing pregnancy and exercise. So we talked a lot about exercise last week and we were going to talk about pregnancy and exercise last week, but we just ran out of time. So we figured we would get today kind of down and and review it a little bit more. So there's a lot of information about pregnancy and exercise. And I'm going to put the initial caveat in that, you know, before you start anything new, especially if you're going to start anything new, if you are pregnant, talk to your care provider, because we don't know your situation, your history, anything like that. There's a lot that goes into starting a new fitness routine that can be challenging on anybody's body, but particularly when you have a new baby going on. But that being said, we do think that uh, exercise during pregnancy is really important. Yes. And I'm going to say absolutely talk to your care provider, but also understand that there's some care providers that are really old school. So like if what your care provider doesn't seem right, like let's say you've been doing CrossFit and you've been super active and they're like, you need to just like lay off and do nothing. Feel free to question that and maybe get a second opinion. Um, yeah, I don't know how to say that in like, uh, obviously listen to your doctor. Like we're not there with you. We can't, we cannot, uh, and Andrea is not saying that if you've been like put on bed rest because of preeclampsia or a placenta previa or something like that to do CrossFit. But if you have a typical low risk pregnancy and you have been doing CrossFit for five years, you likely don't need to just change it. However, you might want to look into something like BirthFit, which again, all, the things that we mentioned today are not sponsored. They're just things that we know about, but they are, you know, CrossFit geared towards pregnant and post, uh, post-pregnant mamas, postnatal mamas. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I saw midwives during mine and they were like totally supportive of me doing CrossFit. Like they knew what I was doing. And then I had to see because of um, my gestational diabetes, I had to see like a regular OB. And when I told uh, her what I was doing, she was like mortified. She's like, you should not be doing that. And I was like, whatever. And I just ignored it because whatever. I, I mean, I know enough about things that I knew I was safe and I knew my midwives were fine with it. But just I've definitely heard stories of people who 
like thought anything beyond walking was unsafe during pregnancy when they were otherwise very active and healthy. So like I had a woman once as a, as a PT client who was a firefighter and she was doing all kinds of crazy workouts and her doctor told her she couldn't do any of those anymore. And, uh, yeah, there was no reason for it. So I just lightly said, hmm, maybe you should just check in with someone else. And I was like, we can do some air squats. And I mean, like her mood, the second I told her she could do squats was like, oh my God, are you serious? Oh my God, that's so amazing. Like I was so scared. And I was like, dude, you're squatting to a toilet. I feel like I can tell you to do squats. Absolutely. But anyways, point being, feel free to question things and get a second opinion if you don't feel like it's good advice, but listen to your doctor if you have something medically going on, please. <laughs> so what should we remember when we are exercising during pregnancy? I think the biggest thing is to understand and respect that there are huge, huge changes in your body going on. Um, especially at first when you're not showing, uh, it's kind of like, oh, whatever, you know, like this is the easy part. Like I can still go all out. Like your blood volume is increasing tremendously. Your body is working so hard to be making this baby that you're going to feel really tired and exhausted. You're not going to be able to probably, you know, hit your same PRs. And honestly, you probably, I just don't feel, really feel like it's, it makes sense to be pushing it and trying for that type of intensity. Um, like really like, what's the point? If you feel like you need to be, I would really stop and ask yourself like, why? Like, what are you honestly trying to prove right now? Like what is more important? Like your body's spending energy on recovering from a really hard workout or on making, on making your little baby. <laughs> so it's just, I don't know. It's not a time to be hitting PRs, new goals. Some people do, but let it happen because it happens naturally, not because you're pushing really hard. Uh, respect recovery time for sure. Um, allow yourself, you know, maybe more time in between hard workouts. Maybe if you were doing, you know, something intense like CrossFit five or six days a week, maybe, you know, drop down to three to three to four days a week and do some yoga in between um, and just switch things up. Like make sure you're getting some like lower intensity recovery days in there as well. And then the last thing is, is remember you have hormones flowing through your system that are relaxing your ligaments and your pelvis. Uh, so this absolutely can impact your form, things that you used to do with no problem all of a sudden could be a problem. Um, you know, especially th like split legged things like lunges, um, anything with strict core work, like sit-ups, like if you're doing muscle ups or there's actually, did you see this video, Beth? Um, this CrossFitter, I can't not remember. Oh, that she was doing pull-ups and the our muscle ups yes i did see that video we can link to that too anyway so it's like things that you might not have had an issue with now could be an issue just because your body is changing so in this video it shows her doing muscle ups is it christy adkins i think that sounds i'm not sure anyways she is pregnant and you can see when she's doing the muscle that she's a pretty significant diastasis and like she's got the like hollow coming out um down like the midline of her abdomen and it's like just because she can do a muscle up doesn't mean it's appropriate now because that's putting a lot of strain and that's something that you will regret after pregnancy because it's just going to be that much harder to heal that. Like things like that just aren't worth it. So just keep in mind that your body is 
changing and respect those changes. And for those of you that don't know, diastasis is a separation of your abdominal muscles, which is actually fairly, I'm going to say, I I always hesitate to use the word normal, um, you know, with that mix of what's common versus what's normal. But diastasis is pretty normal during pregnancy. It's common as well. Most people get it. And that's just your body making room for baby. And it happens to most people and it happens to most women. Some get it more than others. And doing exercises that stress that area, like muscle-ups, like sit-ups, anything that you're bending forward with excessive weight, um, sometimes even like strong plank holds if your belly's hanging down, anything you know, with, again, with your stomach towards the ground can aggravate it and make it worse. So even though it's something that's normal, the level of how big it gets can be made worse through pregnancy. So, so that's something that you really want to be mindful of when you're exercising. And then I'm also going to reiterate that relaxant. And in my opinion, that's the biggest part of early pregnancy. When you're like, well, I'm not showing yet. I'm okay. You don't really know when that relaxant kicks in until it's too late. Because all of a sudden, it's like eight, nine weeks. And you are feeling pretty off. Like your pelvis seems a little bit shifted, your back's not moving, and then you just bend slightly the wrong way and it's like everything falls out of place. So definitely be mindful of the fact that your body is different, is changing. You don't want to do, you're going to be able to probably do some crazy yoga poses because of this relaxing, but I want to encourage pushing into things again that you haven't really done before. But there are some exercises I think that we can kind of recommend if you don't have a regular exercise routine and you want to get into one there's there's some option there's some like specific prenatal exercises that you can find you know online or in your area to kind of do so we mentioned birth fit before which is like crossfit birth fit but it's a whole mindset they have all these pillars that they work with And then I know of, there's this whole group called Fit for Mom, and they have a Fit for Baby program, and then they have Fit for Mom exercises so that it's a nice transition. And then I always love prenatal yoga. And a lot of the places that do prenatal yoga also do a Mommy and Me yoga. So you can kind of like, my enjoyment for all of those is that you're building up a tribe. You're building up women that are also pregnant that you're working with, and then you all have your babies, and you get together, and you get to do more with your babies. Absolutely. Um, another program I want to recommend is Lauren, I, I do not know how to say her last name, Ohayon. It's O-H-A-Y-O-N. She has a Restore Your Core program. And she, I think her cues are amazing. I think it's really hard sometimes. Like I struggle as a physical therapist to give someone cues like, you know, over a podcast or over the phone or even, you know, over a Skype session. Like, I feel like I need to be there, like touching their bodies. And I feel like she does a, an amazing job about, about giving cues. And like, even to the point where I'm like, oh, wow, I'm stealing some of these and using them in my physical therapy practice. Cause it allowed me to, um, talk about some of the, um, things that I was trying to get my clients to do, but didn't quite know how to say. So 
I did her program and it was awesome. She has an amazing um, Facebook group support too that you can like post videos and be like, am I doing this exercise right? Uh, and it's really nice. And then um, I wanted to share, if you're okay with this, Beth, a little bit about my own story as a, as a cautionary. So, so I ended up getting a diastasis really early on. And uh, I'm not sure if this actually exists, but I'm pretty sure I got a traumatic diastasis as in it was like very sudden, like I felt it happen. Uh, and I, it was like, what, maybe 10 weeks? Like I was not showing, like it was not because it was making room for baby. It was I think something that had been waiting to happen in my body from years of probably neglecting doing things I knew I should have been doing like core work and proper stretching and recovery and things like that. And it was just like, I was, I'm very much a, I just push through this like, oh, I know you're supposed to do it this. So therefore, you know, just knowing it obviously is, is enough. Right. So I went to go demonstrate an exercise to a client and like just went prone on a Swiss ball and just like literally it was like a lightning bolt down the center of my abdomen. And like after that, it was like, like contents hanging out. Prone is laying on your belly, guys. Yes. Sorry. Thank you. And it was in the moment I had to like, it hurt so bad. I had to like hide the pain. I was just like, okay, yep. And you're going to do this. (laughs) Just pretend nothing happened uh, because no one knew I was pregnant. Anyway, so after that, I mean, it was amazing. Like even just rowing. Yeah. Plank. I couldn't hang from a bar without it happening. So being aware, there's a lot of really good, we we can link to a video of just showing like how you can monitor and know if that's the case for you. But once you're like aware of what to look for, you can check if an exercise is doing it for you. Like if you have that doming or even have someone just like, like if you're doing a plank, you can have someone put their hand there and feel like, okay, is it doming out? Uh, so that way you can monitor it. But, um, so even despite all of that and knowing, you know, I shouldn't be doing certain exercises, I did lay off a lot and I did the birth fit program, but, um, I, yeah, I did not listen to my body as well as I should have. And I did really heavy lunges one day, even though they kind of hurt, uh, I could feel it like my pelvis just felt really off, but I don't know. I think I was having a bad day and I was just like pissed and I was like, heavy lunges seem like my therapy right now. And, um, I am still paying for that today because I still have coccyx pain from that. And I'm working, still working on healing because I just, I don't know what I did. You tweaked everything out of place and then it never went back in and now your whole relaxing's going away. And so, yeah, I couldn't work out. That was, I think I was like five months pregnant or six months pregnant at the time. And I had to completely lay off for like two or three months. Like I could barely do anything, uh, even just walking hurt. Like I couldn't even just go for a brisk walk with my dog without my pelvis hurting. Like I had really bad pubic symphysis dysfunction. Um, and then I was doing the, that's when I came across the Restore Your Core, Core program and was doing all of that. So even despite me getting like hugely pregnant and working on that, I was able to get back into working out And I actually did a very modified version of the open, like, you know, the day before I got or gave birth, like I was able to get back into things. So I say that all to, and I was very, very modified. Um, I was not like going too crazy, but, um, I say that to know the power of doing these really gentle core exercises. Like it felt like I was doing nothing when I was doing her program and it was amazing that I was able to get back into things. 
despite, you know, my belly exponentially growing. I think that's a really great warning. And it's not meant to scare anyone, but it's just meant to be a reminder that your body's going through a lot of changes and we just need to give it a little bit of grace. I would like to kind of go over a couple exercises or positions that I feel are pretty generally can be safer. So I feel like most exercises that you do laying on your back are probably going to be pretty okay during pregnancy. And even exercises that you're laying on your side, especially, you know, as your belly gets bigger, if you need a pillow to support it so it doesn't feel like it's hanging down too much, probably would be okay. And then most you know, two-legged, I'm going to say like even stance exercises. So I'm thinking like squats or lat pull-downs or um, like shoulder blade squeezes, things that you're standing in that pretty comfortable even stance are probably going to be pretty safe and comfortable for exercise. Now you're going to have to monitor what kind of weight that you feel is good and comfortable for you, but they are exercises that are going to be lower risk. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, And like quadruped too. So on hands and knees or on like forearms and knees is a great position to like doing like leg extensions from there. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think, yeah, agree. Uh, I, obviously because I hurt myself doing lunges, but, um, and lunges are one of my favorite exercises, by the way, but yeah, any split legged exercises, your pelvis is just at risk for kind of getting tweaked, I guess you could say with the, the relaxing and everything that's going on. Yeah. And I am, I am all about one legged stuff and split legged things because we all have such imbalances, but I'm going to tell you, pregnancy is not really the time to focus on trying to correct these imbalances because your body, you just, you might, you have the chance of just making them worse a little bit. So if you really are having issues and are in pain, you see a physical therapist, go to a chiropractor, go to someone that is specializes in prenatal exercise and get some support with that because it is, it's wonderful to be able to maintain a good exercise routine and, you know, labor and delivery is a lot of work. So preparing yourself mentally and physically for it can be really helpful. Absolutely. I completely agree. All right, so we have time to do a little bit of a me time segment this week. What have you been doing to take care of yourself this week, Andrea? You know, I, I've already used this one, but I'm going to say it again because I've just been really consistent at it, and that is journaling. Like, I have been journaling hardcore, and I'm, like, loving it. So it really is amazing how different it is to sit there and ruminate on thoughts versus actually write them down. It's like your thoughts can like become complete and can lead somewhere versus just circling around in your head. (laughs) So I highly, highly encourage it. Um, I've been doing both a gratitude journal and then just journaling on different mindset issues and things and just even ideas that I've been having for my business. It just anything, I just journal on it. Anything I'm ruminating on, basically, I just start journaling. Perfect. I love ruminants. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, bad joke. I'm sorry. Uh, So you mentioned gratitude, and that made me think of something I started. It's not necessarily just for me, but it's for my whole family. Every night uh, when my husband and I put my daughter down to bed, we ask, what are you grateful for? And then we all go around in a circle, and we say what we're grateful for. I am not a journaler. I've tried and tried 
And I'm just once in a while, like when I need it, I can do it, but it's not something that I stick with. But my daughter's now starting to ask the question too. And she's only three and a half. So she's like, wait, mom, what are you grateful for? Like if I forget to, to ask it. And so it's been really neat to see her, her kind of start to come up with things. And then we're trying to come up with different things and just to show her that, you know, we can be grateful for the really big things, but we can also be grateful for the little things like me ordering, um, blue apron for the week and so that I had some meals that I didn't have to go shopping for because we were out of town over the weekend. So, you know, that's, I'm grateful for the ability to do that. So that was, that's what we've been doing and it's been really fun. I love that. Can I say one more thing? Of course. <laughs> I forgot. So it was actually my birthday this past weekend and I I feel like it's really common on people's birthdays to be like, I'm going to go you know, all out and I got to eat cupcakes and cake and blah, blah, blah. And I really actually tried to approach it from a standpoint of like, this is my birthday and I'm celebrating me and I want to feel great and not terrible on my birthday. So I made, I made, yeah, right. My brother made me a paleo cake that I found a recipe for. Um, and I mean, it barely had, it was just like a little bit of maple syrup in it and it was delicious. So it was still eating something special, but you know, not having to feel like crap afterwards or feel any regret for it. And then, um, we had like a more of a birthday dinner last night, but we had like steaks, steak and green beans and potatoes, you know, just like a really nice, healthy, but special meal. So I don't know. That was really nice. I'm trying to get better about not feeling like celebrations need to be about feeling crappy because that doesn't make sense. I think that's such a nice reminder, especially with the Super Bowl just this weekend and everything. It was nice. Again, like I picked things that I knew that I would feel good eating. And that's sort of what we talked about one of our first episodes about eating intuitively, about listening to your body and it not being worth it to feel like crap the next day. So I love it and happy belated birthday. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. Next week, we'll be diving a little deeper into postnatal exercise. Follow us on social media for news updates and calls for questions. You can find me, Beth, at Feats of Real Eats and Andrea at Life Liberty Health on Instagram and Facebook. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and write us a review. Show notes for this episode and all podcast-related information can be found at realmomsreallife.com. Well, and I know that I hold my I hold my tension in my vagina. Mm-hmm. So she, you just pass that on genetically. To apparently, her. apparently, yeah. Like Kegels, I don't need to do those. I need to do the opposite. The opposite, yeah. <laughs>